Do you want to talk about books? Yeah. Hello, and welcome to A Well-Read Life. This is a place to share stories about good books and the reading life. I'm your host, Beth Jamison. Join me as I meander through my reading journey and discover the books that make up a well-read life. I love Christmas carols. I love to sing them. I love to hear them sung. And every Christmas season, without fail, they've moved me to tears. Each year, it seems, that I have a new favorite which holds some special place, more than any other medium except perhaps poetry and art. A carol can convey the beauty of the incarnation in the Christmas season in a condensed form without losing meaning or message. The carols with their lilting music proclaim the story of Christ's birth for all to hear. I say all this because the book I'm talking about today, A Children's Story by Rumor Godden, takes its name from the Christmas carol, The Holly and the Ivy. As I was preparing to write this episode, I looked up the lyrics to The Holly and the Ivy. I would encourage you to do the same. I was struck by their meaning and beauty. I was familiar with holly and ivy as symbols of Christmas, but I did not know until I looked up the lyrics that in the song holly represents Jesus and ivy his mother Mary. And while Rumor Godden's story has no exact parallel to the Christmas story, it is able to convey the concept of the loneliness the Holy Family must have experienced as they set out on their journey to Bethlehem. Much like Joseph searching the city for a place for his family to rest, in Rumor Godden's exquisite little tale, centuries later, an orphan and a doll search for a home for Christmas Day. On the morning of Christmas Eve, all the toys in Mr. Blossom's toy store wait in anticipation for the store to open. It is a morning fraught with excitement and worry, and each toy wonders if they will be sold that day. A beautiful Christmas doll named Holly eagerly awaits her fate with the rest of the toys. Innocently, she questions the imposing and malicious toy owl, Abracadabra and inadvertently becomes his enemy. Abracadabra preys on Holly's fear, spinning tales that she won't be sold, the dream of all the toys in the shop. It is vital for their survival, because if a toy is given a home with a little girl or boy and played with, they come fully alive. Abracadabra spends the morning and the rest of that day taunting Holly. Soon the store opens and Mr. Blossom and his shop boy Peter are busy with the bustling shop and sales of the day. One by one, most of the toys in the shop are sold, but Holly remains on the shelf, and the only person who lingers to look at her through the shop window is a childless woman. Meanwhile, in the city, at St. Agnes's, an orphanage, children wait for taxis and trains to take them to charitable ladies' and gentlemen's homes who have offered to let them stay for the Christmas holidays. All that is except one little girl named Ivy. No one has asked for Ivy. She is such a small child to have such rejection hoisted on her shoulders. Rumor Godden writes of Ivy's plight with such understated emotion that we immediately empathize with Ivy and never feel manipulated. I'll read a short passage describing the morning at St. Agnes's. Ivy was a little girl, six years old, with straight hair cut in a fringe, blue-gray eyes, and a turned-up nose. She had a green coat the color of her name and red gloves but no lady or gentleman had asked for her for Christmas. I don't care, said Ivy. Sometimes in Ivy, there was an empty feeling, 
and the emptiness ached. It ached so much that she had to say something quickly in case she cried. And, I don't care at all, said Ivy. You will care, said the last boy, Barnabas, who was waiting for a taxi. Cook is gone, the maids have gone, and Miss Shepherd is going to her sister. You will care, said Barnabas. I won't, said Ivy, and she said more quickly, I'm going to my grandmother. You haven't got a grandmother, said Barnabas. We don't have them. That was true. The boys and girls at St. Agnes's had no fathers and mothers, let alone grandmothers. But I have, said Ivy, at Appleton. Ivy really has no grandmother, and Appleton is, as of yet, only a figment of her imagination. Like Holly, she only has a childish faith and hope that she will find a home. It is the most far-fetched of hopes, though. In reality, Ivy is packed up by Miss Shepherd, the head of St. Agnes's, and sent on a train to the infant's home in the country. But, all the while on her train journey, Ivy insists that she is headed for Appleton and her non-existent grandmother. Imagine her surprise when the train makes one of its stops at Appleton, a real place after all. At six years old and full of determined hope and faith, Ivy hops off the train at Appleton, eschewing Miss Shepherd's previous Christmas plans for her. And what a bit of luck that she does, because it is in Appleton that Ivy and Holly's worlds will collide. One of the lovely things about Rumor Godden's story is the way in which she so deftly and seamlessly entwines multiple characters in their stories. It isn't only the story of Holly and Ivy, but also of Mr. and Mrs. Jones, a policeman and his wife, and Peter the shop boy. They all have an important place in the story. Once Ivy steps off the train, she is immediately taken with the town of Appleton. The country village is a far cry from the dirt and grime of the city. As Ivy walks along the cobbled streets, she happens upon a Christmas market and is further enchanted with the town of Appleton. While Ivy shops at the Christmas market eating hot chestnuts and toffee apples and drinking milky white tea, the policeman's wife, Mrs. Jones, the childless woman who stopped to peek into the window of Mr. Blossom's toy shop, is busy preparing for Christmas. Mrs. Jones is alone for Christmas Eve because her husband must work a double shift that night. With the barest of lines, Rumor Godden writes of Mrs. Jones' dormant longing for a child. At the risk of seeming a fool to her practical husband, Mrs. Jones begins to prepare her home for a little girl on Christmas morning. Although Mrs. Jones can hardly articulate that she feels to make such preparations, she goes to the Christmas market to pick out a tree and decorates it with real candles. And she wakes up early on Christmas morning to tidy her home and make a scrumptious Christmas breakfast of crusty bread, a pat of butter, fresh eggs, sizzling sausages, and her best china. There is a tinge of expectation and hope to the morning. Meanwhile, back to Christmas Eve night, the Christmas market is broken down, and all make their way to their cozy homes to wait for Christmas morning. But Ivy has no home to go to, and wanders the cold and empty streets until she comes to Mr. Blossom's toy store, and spies Holly through the window. The doll and girl's hearts are kindled to one another, and immediately each know they were meant to be together. There are many obstacles still which stand in their way before they had the hope of being united. Not least of all, the maleficent machinations of the embittered abracadabra. But to find out what happens next, you must read it for yourself. The story of Holly and Ivy, of course, has a happy ending. And the way in which Rumor Godden fits all the little pieces together in this short work is the work of a master. In the end, 
through a series of delightful circumstances, Ivy finds herself at the Joneses' home for Christmas breakfast. When Mr. Jones calls his wife into the room where Ivy stands, Mrs. Jones kneels on the floor, and as the story says, she looked at Ivy for a long time, and tears came into her eyes and rolled down her cheeks. Ivy, with her glove, wiped the tears away, and the emptiness went out of Ivy and never came back. Without giving too much away, although I'm sure you have figured out the ending by now, this book has my favorite description of adoption in it. It is especially dear to me because I read this sweet book near the time my own daughter was welcomed into our family, a time that was fraught with much fear and anxiety, and only the faintest glimmer of hope that I would ever be a mother. It is a simple definition, but lovely, and one that bears the risk of spoiling the ending. Rumor Godden explains to her reader, bear in mind that this was written for children, when Ivy is adopted, that it means they took her as their own. Not only is Ivy given a home, but she is received in this home as one of their own. I carried that definition of adoption during my own lonely season, when to hope seemed like a mockery of the reality in which I lived. Little did I know that in such a short time, we would be welcoming a little girl into our home as our own, too. So each Christmas since, when I take down my copy of this book from my daughter's bookshelf, I am reminded of the beauty of hope in the bleakest of times. I've been pondering this sweet book for the last week as I prepared to write this episode. We are in the season of Advent. I've always thought of this book as a strictly Christmas book, but now I can see the touch of Advent woven into it. It is a story about hope and waiting and preparation. Advent is the time when we prepare our hearts and recall our mind to the coming of Christ, a time to peer into the past and hold hope for the future. And this sweet children's book reminds us of this also. Through Ivy, we see an undaunted hope, in spite of her circumstances and the realities surrounding her. In Holly, we see the agony of waiting and patience put to the test as she sits with the expectation of finding a home. And perhaps one of my favorite moments, through Mrs. Jones, we see a home prepared and ready to receive an honored guest. I could not help but think of the Christmas story as I read this book and how it mirrors the Holy Family's journey and our own as we wait for the coming of Christ. For the good news came into the world so many centuries ago and is coming still. In its own small way, the story of Holly and Ivy reminds us to wait and not lose hope and prepare our hearts for that day. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Icelandic Christmas Eve tradition of Yulbakaflad. On Christmas Eve, families exchange books and chocolate and spend the evening reading. If you want to start this tradition with your own family, I can think of no better book for the children or children at heart in your life than the story of Holly and Ivy, especially at Christmas time. It is the perfect book to cozy up to during the long winter nights of the season. So, who is this book best suited for? Well, read it if you are in search of a sweet Christmas story, but one that isn't dripping with sentimentality. Read it to be enchanted with Rumor Garden's fine storytelling. Read it if you like a touch of magic and whimsy to your stories. Read it if you are in need of a story to renew hope in your life, especially during this season, when we remember the ultimate hope coming into the world.
A quick note about the version I read. My copy of the story of Holly and Ivy is illustrated by Barbara Cooney. I'm a huge fan of Barbara Cooney's illustrations, and much of this is due to my mom surrounding my siblings and I with her beautiful books in childhood. Now, Barbara Cooney is not the original illustrator of this book. In fact, the story first appeared in the Ladies' Home Journal in 1957. But I can't think of a better one for it than her. The colors are bold and festive, and the emotion portrayed through the artwork perfectly mirrors the tone of the book. It is a treat to feast your eyes on. Well, that's all for this week. I hope you have the merriest of Christmases. I will, of course, I hope, be spending much of the time over Christmas cozying up with a cup of tea and book, finding much more to share on the podcast. If you find yourself doing the same, I'd love to hear any book recommendations you have to share. A good way to share your book recommendations with me is on Instagram at wellreadbeth or at a Well Read Live Facebook group. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode and the podcast in general, would you consider leaving a rating or review? It's a small way to share the podcast with more people. Thanks so much. Until next time.